0: Hello and welcome to Children's Health Checkup, where we answer parents' most common questions about raising healthy and happy kids. I'm your host, Prakash Chandran. We've all heard about type 1 and type 2 diabetes before, but what exactly are the differences between the two, and as a parent, what symptoms should we be on the lookout for? Today we'll be discussing the facts about diabetes in children, and joining us is our expert, Dr. Abha Chowdhury, a pediatric endocrinologist at Children's Health and assistant professor at UT Southwestern. Dr. Chaudhary, it's a pleasure to have you here today. So let's start with the basics around what exactly is diabetes and what are the different types that exist.
1: So diabetes mellitus is caused by a lack of hormone called insulin. This hormone is made by a group of cells called the beta cells in the pancreas. The two most common types of diabetes are type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes, often known as juvenile diabetes, is a chronic condition in which the pancreas produces little or no insulin. Now, insulin is a hormone which is needed to allow the sugar or glucose to enter the cells to produce energy. Type 1 diabetes is not caused by eating too much sugar, staying up too late, or poor parenting. The exact cause of type 1 diabetes is not known, but there are a few factors which are considered. One is genetics, autoimmunity, and environment, things like viruses, chemical, and stress. Despite active research, type 1 diabetes has no cure, but it can be managed with insulin. On the other hand, type 2 diabetes, once also known as adult onset diabetes, is a chronic condition that affects the way your body metabolizes the sugar or the glucose. With type 2 diabetes, your body is either resistant to the effect of insulin or does not produce enough insulin to make a normal glucose level. Type 2 diabetes is related to genetics and lifestyle. Many people with type 2 diabetes are able to manage it with healthy diet and daily exercise. There are medications such as pills uh, and or insulin which are needed depending on the blood glucose level to manage type 2 diabetes.
0: I'm really glad that you broke down the differences between type 1 and type 2. If I'm understanding it correctly, type 1 diabetes, if uh, your child gets it, it's really not your fault as a parent. This is something that's potentially genetic. You don't really understand the true reasons around why a child might get it, and there's no real cure for it except to manage it with insulin. Is that correct?
1: That is absolutely right. So, you know, when parents, when kids come in for the first time and they're diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, our parents tend to blame themselves for not bringing them in too quickly or, you know, it being their fault, but that is not true.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, for type 2 diabetes, I think you mentioned that it was often called adult onset diabetes, but this is also something that can manifest in children if they have certain risk factors like obesity. Is that also correct?
1: That is correct. So, It was previously known as adult onset, but we are seeing younger and younger kids with with the epidemic of pediatric obesity uh, being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes.
0: Before we get into some of the causes of type 2 and adjusting that lifestyle, I want to understand how you know when your children might have either type 1 or type 2 diabetes. Like what are some of the symptoms that might uh, express in their everyday lives?
1: So, some symptoms which are very common are increased thirst increase urination and some of these kids even start bed wetting at night and you know previously they were not bed wetting some of the other symptoms are fatigue you know they are very tired all the time and weight loss so these are some of the main symptoms of diabetes symptoms are common between type 1 and type 2 diabetes the only difference is kids who have type 2 diabetes uh, are overweight Um, whereas kids who have type 1 diabetes are on the skinny side. So, based on symptoms and clinical presentation, it is always not clear what type of diabetes uh, the child has, and the diagnosis is mainly based on the antibody testing, which are the set of labs we send when a child comes in uh, with these symptoms. And these antibodies take a couple of weeks to come back. So that's kind of when we know what type of diabetes it is. But if you have a skinny kid with these symptoms, it's commonly type 1 diabetes. If there is an overweight, obese kid with these symptoms, we think of type 2 diabetes.
0: Okay, and is there a certain age that uh, these symptoms might start to express themselves? I know, I'm sure it's different between type 1 and type 2, but what is the earliest that you start seeing it?
1: Very good question. So type 1 diabetes, the youngest kid I've seen is five months old. It's hard to diagnose at that age, but you know, parents have noticed that kids are losing weight and they are drinking a lot and peeing a lot. Type 2 diabetes, on the other hand, we are seeing kids as young as seven to eight years of age who are extremely overweight. And And they are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes.
0: Before we get a little bit into uh, lifestyle management and prevention, I want to understand how it is diagnosed. So you mentioned that there are certain symptoms that express themselves. uh, uh, Your child is potentially very thirsty. They're wetting the bed. Do you go into the pediatrician when this is happening? And when you go into the pediatrician, how does it actually get diagnosed?
1: So the first step is to go to the pediatrician, but most oftentimes these signs are missed. So definitely want to raise awareness uh, to signs and symptoms of diabetes, especially in the summer months. If your child has symptoms of increased thirst, you're probably thinking, oh, it's hot or they are very active and that's why they're drinking more. But I would want the parents to be very vigilant. Um, And if you notice these signs, take the child to the pediatrician. So the Tests they do. The simple tests they do are checking a finger stick blood sugar, where they prick your child's finger, get a blood blood glucose value, and also check urine for glucose and ketones. So those are the basic two tests which you know, which will help us diagnose diabetes. The other tests which are done are hemoglobin A1c, which is a lab test, and that will tell me how the sugar control has been in the previous three months. So if that is high, again, that is suggestive of diabetes. So those are the three basic tests. And uh, to confirm which type of diabetes this is, type 1 versus type 2, the pancreas, Antibiotic antibodies are sent at presentation, and those will give us a better clue of which, which type of diabetes this is.
0: Yeah, and one thing that you said there, it's important for the parents to be really vigilant because I had a friend whose child had diabetes, and the child was actually embarrassed to really talk about it because they were wetting the bed. They had a pack of water underneath the bed. I think it's something that is an embarrassing thing for them, and they don't really know how to talk about it. So do you have any tips for parents around either recognizing some of these symptoms earlier or just making their child feel comfortable talking about it?
1: I think just talking to the child helps. Uh, but if you start noticing that your child's clearly losing weight uh, and reaching out you know, to water, be vigilant about these signs. And I would say just talk to your child to... To explain these symptoms,
0: so let's talk specifically about type two diabetes and uh, prevention as it relates to lifestyle, as it relates to diet. Maybe talk about some of the things that they should potentially avoid, and then some of the things that they might do on a frequent basis, like exercise.
1: Type two diabetes is is preventable, and ways to prevent it is healthy eating and exercise. So exercise recommendations are about thirty to forty minutes of exercise on a daily basis. You know, if they do. At even four to five times a week, I think that is that is good enough. So definitely encourage exercise. Healthy eating, you want to avoid, you know, sugary food, sodas, sweet tea, Gatorade, Kool-Aid, and those sort of sugary beverages because those have a lot of sugar. Carbohydrates, definitely stay away from those. So a healthy diet consists of a good amount of uh, proteins and vegetables, fruits, and limited amount of carbohydrates and sweetened beverages.
0: You know, daily exercise is what you're talking about here. And that can include running around, you know, with your friends and uh, potentially even walking around the block. Does that count as well?
1: Absolutely. Anything, anything, you know, even if it's cold outside, walking up and down the stairs, turning on the music and do a little dance just to sort of help with increasing the active level, doing little chores in the house. So uh, the goal is to stay active.
0: So if a parent is listening to this and their child has diabetes already, You know, I'm sure the biggest question is what can we do to help either mitigate or reverse diabetes entirely? So you might have alluded to this a little bit before, but maybe talk about either some of the research that's being done or if it's even a possibility to reverse this disease.
1: So type 1 is not reversible. You know, unfortunately, they have to be on insulin for the rest of their life. There are people looking for a cure. There are researchers who are working day and night to, to find a cure. But at this time, there is no cure for type 1 diabetes. However, the treatment for type 1 diabetes is getting savvier and savvier each day. There is technology. There is There are glucose sensors, insulin pumps, which help with the management of type 1 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes, on the other hand, there are ways to reverse it. I've had kids who've come in with high glucoses, high A1C, and with diet and exercise, we have been able to reverse type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes uh, kids initially are started on insulin. And once their sugars are better controlled, we start them on a pill, which is called metformin, and gradually wean the doses of insulin. And over time, over six to nine months, if if they, you know, follow lifestyle, lifestyle changes and uh, healthy eating, we are able to come off insulin in these kids.
0: Okay, understood. And so let's talk about living with diabetes. You know, I have f- friends with children who have diabetes, and it seems like they have the smallest little insulin pumps just under their shirts you would never even know. But it seems very reasonable to be able to live a manageable uh, lifestyle, even if you have diabetes. Is that correct?
1: that is correct uh, however type 1 diabetes is 24/7 i mean you don't you don't get a break you are living with this all the time but with the current technology with insulin pumps and glucose sensors it it is a total game changer so with the glucose sensor uh, these children and adults they do not have to do finger stick checks. They have a glucose sensor which is attached to their body and that checks glucoses or sugars every five minutes and they're able to get that data on their phone or watch or ipad. Um, you know if your child is in school uh, the parents can see the the glucose data from their house, if they are in another, you know, if they're on the West Coast or East Coast, wherever they are, they can see their child's data all the time. So it is it is definitely life-changing and, uh, um, you know, helps parents track the blood sugars easily. That is uh, glucose monitoring. Uh, in terms of insulin, the insulin available... Now is, is definitely better than what it was you know many, many years ago, and there are insulin shots, insulin pens, and more recently we have insulin pumps, which the site has changed every three days. So instead of four to six shots a day, the child gets one shot every three days. and insulin pump is something which constantly delivers insulin to the body
0: yeah it's truly amazing to hear how far technology has come so dr chowdhury really appreciate your time today that's dr abha chowdhury a pediatric endocrinologist at children's health and assistant professor at ut southwestern thank you for listening to children's health checkup head to children's.com slash diabetes for more information if you found this podcast helpful please rate and review or share the episode and please follow children's health on your social channels thanks and we'll talk next time